Section thirty nine, volume five of the Book of a Thousand Nights and a Night, translated by Richard Burton. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Christine in Oslo, Norway. The Book of a Thousand Nights and a Night, volume five, section thirty nine. When it was the five hundred and ninth night, she said, It hath reached me, O auspicious king, that Janshah saw many strange things and admirable in that apartment. Then he entered the pavilion, and mounting the throne, fell asleep under the tent set up thereover. He slept for a time, and, presently awaking, walked forth and sat down on a stool before the door. As he sat, marvelling at the goodliness of that place there flew up from mid-sky three birds in dove form but big as eagles and lighted on the brink of the basin where they sported awhile then they put off their feathers and became three maidens as they were moons that had not their like in the whole world they plunged into the basin and swam about and disported themselves and laughed while Janshah marvelled at their beauty and loveliness and the grace and symmetry of their shapes. Presently they came up out of the water, and began walking about and taking their solace in the garden, and Janshah seeing them land was like to lose his wits. He rose and followed them, and when he overtook them he saluted them and they returned his alarm, after which quoth he, who are ye, O illustrious princesses, and whence come ye? replied the youngest damsel. We are from the invisible world of Almighty Allah, and we come hither to divert ourselves. He marvelled at her beauty, and said to the youngest, Have ruth on me, and deign kindness to me, and take pity on my case, and on all that hath befallen me in my life. Rejoined she, Leave this talk, and went thy ways. Whereat the tears streamed from his eyes, and he sighed heavily, and repeated these couplets. She shone out in the garden, in garments all of green, with open vest and collars, and flowing hair be seen. What is thy name? I asked her, and she replied, I'm she who roasts the hearts of lovers on coals of love and teen, of passion and its anguish to her made my moan. Upon a rock, she answered, thy plaints are wasted clean. Even if thy heart, I told her, be rock in very deed, yet hath God made fair water, well from rock I ween. When the maidens heard his verses, they laughed and played and sang and made merry. Then he brought them somewhat of fruit, and they ate and drank and slept with him till the morning, when they donned their feather suits, and resuming dove shape, flew off and went their way. But as he saw them disappearing from sight, his reason well night fled with them, and he gave a great cry, and fell down in a fainting fit, and lay a-swooning all that day. While he was in this case, Shaykh Nasr returned from the parliament of the fowls, and sought for Janshah, that he might send him with them to his native land, but found him not, and knew that he had entered the forbidden room. 
Now he had already said to the birds, With me is a young man, a mere youth, whom destiny brought hither from a distant land, and I desire of you that ye take him up and carry him to his own country. And all answered, We hear and we obey. So he ceased not searching for Janshah till he came to the forbidden door, and seeing it open he entered and found the prince lying a swoon under a tree. He fetched scented waters and sprinkled them on his face, whereupon he revived and turned. And Shahrazad perceived the dawn of day, and ceased to say her permitted say. When it was the five hundred and tenth night, she said, It hath reached me, O auspicious king, that— when Shaykh Nasr saw Janshah lying a swoon under the tree, he fetched him somewhat of scented waters, and sprinkled them on his face. Thereupon he revived and turned right and left, but seeing none by him save the Shaykh, sighed heavily, and repeated these couplets. Like fullest moon she shines on happiest night, Soft-sided fair with slender shape bedight, her eye-babes charm the world with grimere, Her lips remind of rose and ruby light, Her jetty locks make night upon her hips, Where, lovers, were ye of that curl's despite? Yea, soft her sides are, but in love her heart, Out hardens flint, surpasses cyanite, And bows of eyebrows shower glancy shafts, Despite the distance, never failed to smite. Then, ah, her beauty, all the fair it passes, Nor any rival her who see the light. When Shaykh Nasr heard these verses, he said, O oh, my son, did I not warn thee not to open that door and enter that room? But now, O oh, my son, tell me what thou sawest therein, And acquaint me with all that betided thee. So Janshah related to him all that had passed between him and the three maidens, and Shaykh Nasr, who sat listening in silence, said, Know, O my son, that these three maidens are of the daughters of Dajan, and come hither every year for a day, to divert themselves and make merry until mid-afternoon, when they return to their own country. Janshah asked, And where is their country? And the old man answered, by Allah, O oh my son, I wot not, presently adding, But now take heart, and put away this love from thee, and come with me, that I may send thee to thine own land with the birds. When Janshah heard this, he gave a great cry, and fell down in a trance, and presently he came to himself, and said, O oh my father, indeed I care not to return to my native land, all I want is to foregather with these maidens, and know, O oh my father, that I will never again name my people, though I die before thee. Then he wept and cried, Enough for me that I look upon the face of her I love, although it be only once in the year. And he sighed deeply, and repeated these couplets. Would heaven the phantom spare the friend at night? And would this love for man were ever dight, Were not my heart a fire for love of you, Tears ne'er had stained my cheeks nor dimmed my sight. By night and day I bid my heart to bear Its griefs while fires of love my body blight. 
Then he fell at Shaykh Nasr's feet, and kissed them, and wept sore, crying, Have pity on me, so Allah take pity on thee, and aid me in my strait, so Allah aid thee, replied the old man. By Allah, O my son, I know nothing of these maidens, nor where may be their country. But, O oh, my son, if thy heart be indeed set on one of them, tarry with me till this time next year, for they will assuredly reappear. And, when the day of their coming draweth near, hide thyself under a tree in the garden. As soon as they have alighted and doffed their feathered robes, and plunged into the lake, and are swimming about at a distance from their clothes, seize the vest of her whom thy soul desireth, when they see thee, they will come a bank, and she, whose coat thou hast taken, will accost thee, and say to thee, with the sweetest of speech, and the most witching of smiles, Give me my dress, O my brother, that I may don it, and veal my nakedness withal. But if thou yield to her prayer, and give her back the west, thou wilt never win thy wish. Nay, she will don it, and fly away to her folk and thou wilt never more see her again. Now, when thou hast gained the west, clap it under thine armpit, and hold it fast till I return from the parliament of the fowls, when I will make accord between thee and her, and send thee back to thy native land, and the maiden with thee. And this, O my son, is all I can do for thee, nothing more. And Shahrazad perceived the dawn of day, and ceased saying her permitted say. When it was the five hundred and eleventh night, she said, It hath reached me, O auspicious king, that, quoth Shaykh Nasr to Janshah, Hold fast the feather robe of her thy soul desireth, and give it not back to her, till I return from the parliament of the fowls. And this, O my son, is all I can do for thee, nothing more. When Janshah heard this, his heart was solaced, and he abode with Shaykh Nasr yet another year, counting the days as they passed until the day of the coming of the birds. And when at last the appointed time arrived, the old man said to him, Do as I enjoin thee, and charge thee with the maidens in the matter of the feather dress, for I go to meet the birds. And Janshah replied, I hear and I obey, O my father. Then the shaykh departed, whilst the prince walked into the garden, and hid himself under a tree, where none could see him. Here he abode a first day, and a second, and a third, but the maidens came not. Whereat he was sore troubled, and wept, and sighed, from a heart hard tried, and he ceased not weeping and wailing, till he fainted away. When he came to himself, he fell to looking now at the basin, and now at the welkin, and anon at the earth, and anon at the open country, whilst his heart grieved for stress of love-longing. As he was in this case, behold, the three doves appeared in the firmament, eagle-sized as before, and flew till they reached the garden, and lighted down beside the basin. They turned right and left, but saw no one, man or john, so they duffed their feather suits, and became three maidens. Then they plunged into the basin, and swam about, laughing and frolicking, and all were mother-naked, and fair as bars of virgin silver. Quoth the eldest, O my sister, 
"'I fear lest there be someone lying ambushed for us in the pavilion,' answered the second. "'O oh, sister, since the days of King Solomon, none hath entered the pavilion, be he man or jan.' And the youngest added, laughing, "'By Allah, O oh my sisters, if there be any hidden there, he will assuredly take none but me.' Then they continued sporting and laughing, and Janshah's heart kept fluttering for stress of passion but he hid behind a tree so that he saw without being seen. Presently they swam out to the middle of the basin, leaving the clothes on the bank. Hereupon he sprang to his feet, and running like darting levy to the basin's brink, snatched up the feather west of the youngest damsel, her on whom his heart was set, and whose name was Shamsa the sun-maiden. At this the girls turned, and seeing him, were affrighted, and wheeled their shame from him in the water. Then they swam near the shore, and looking on his favour, saw that he was bright-faced as the moon on the night of fullness, and asked him, Who art thou, and how camest thou hither, and why hast thou taken the clothes of the lady Shamsa? And he answered, Come hither to me, and I will tell you my tale, quoth Shamsa. What deed is this, and why hast thou taken my clothes rather than those of my sisters? Quoth he, O light of mine eyes, come forth of the water, and I will recount thee my case, and acquaint thee why I chose thee out. Quoth she, O my lord, and coolth for my eyes, and fruit for my heart, give me my clothes, that I may put them on, and cover my nakedness withal. Then will I come forth to thee. But he replied, O princess of beautiful ones, how can I give thee back thy clothes, and slay myself for love-longing? Verily I will not give them to thee, till Shaykh Nasr, the king of the birds, shall return. Quoth she, If thou wilt not give me my clothes, withdraw a little apart from us, that my sisters may land and dress themselves, and lend me somewhat wherewithal to cover my shame. I hear and obey, answered he, and walked away from them into the pavilion, whereupon the three princesses came out, and the two elder, donning their dress, gave Shamsa somewhat thereof, not enough to fly withal, and she put it on, and came forth of the water, and stood before him, as she were the rising full moon, or a browsing gazelle. Then Shamsa entered the pavilion, where Janshah was still sitting on the throne. So she saluted him, and taking seat near him, said, O fair of face, thou hast undone thyself and me, but tell us thy adventures, that we may ken how it is with thee. At these words he wept till he drenched his dress with his tears. And when she saw that he was distracted for love of her, she rose, and taking him by the hand, made him sit by her side, and wiped away the drops with her sleeve, and said she, O fair of face, leave this weeping, and tell us thy tale. So he related to her all that had befallen him, and described to her all he had seen. And Shahrazad perceived the dawn of day, and ceased to say her permitted say. When it was the five hundred and twelfth night, she continued, It hath reached me, O auspicious king, that the lady Shamsa said to Janshah, Tell us thy tale. So he related to her all that had befallen him, and, after she had lent attentive air, she sighed and said, O oh, my lord, 
since thou art so fondly in love with me, give me my dress, that I may fly to my folk, I and my sisters, and tell them what affection thou hast conceived for me, and after I will come back to thee and carry thee to thine own country. When he heard this, he wept sore and replied, Is it lawful to thee before Allah to slay me wrongfully? She asked, O oh my lord, why should I do such wrongous deed? And he answered, If I give thee thy gear, thou wilt fly away from me, and I shall die forthright. Princess Shamsa laughed at this, and so did her sisters. Then said she to him, Be of good cheer, and keep thine eyes cool and clear, for I must needs marry thee. So saying, she bent down to him, and embraced him, and pressing him to her breast, kissed him between the eyes and on his cheeks. They clipped and clasped each other a while, after which they drew apart and sat down on the throne. Then the eldest princess went out into the garden, and, plucking somewhat of fruits and flowers, brought them into the pavilion, and they ate and drank and laughed, and sported and made merry. Now Janshah was singular in beauty and loveliness, and slender shape and symmetry and grace, and the princess Shamshah said to him, O my beloved, by Allah I love thee with exceeding love, and will never leave thee. When he heard her words, his breast broadened, and he laughed for joy till he showed his teeth, and they abode thus a while in mirth and gladness and frolic. And when they were at the height of the pleasure and joyance, behold, Shaykh Nasr returned from the parliament of the fowls, and came into them, whereupon they all rose to him, and saluted him, and kissed his hands. He gave them welcome, and bade them to be seated. So they sat down, and he said to Princess Shamsa, Verily this youth loveth thee with exceeding love. Allah upon thee, deal kindly with him, for he is of the great ones of mankind, and of the sons of the kings, and his father ruleth over the land of Kabul, and his reign compassed a mighty empire. Quoth she, I hear and I obey thy behest, and, kissing the shaykh's hand, stood before him in respect. Quoth he, If thou say sooth, swear to me by Allah that thou wilt never betray him, what while thou abidest in the bonds of life. So she swore a great oath that she would never betray Janshah, but would assuredly marry him, and added, Know, O Shaykh Nasr, that I never will forsake him. The Shaykh believed in her oath, and said to Janshah, Thanks be to Allah, who hath made you arrive at this understanding. Hereupon the prince rejoiced with exceeding joy, and he and Shamsar abode three months with Shaykh Nasr, feasting and toying and making merry. And Shahrazad perceived the dawn of day, and ceased saying her permitted say. End of section thirty-nine. Recording by Christine in Oslo, Norway, August eighth, two thousand and eleven.